Welcome to Finding Your Way, a podcast designed with survivors in mind. Conversations on this show help guide listeners toward finding solutions for safety and support as they navigate life from being a victim to becoming a survivor of violence. I'm your airtime advocate, Sarah Smith, and I represent a team of professionals from Care Lodge Domestic Violence Shelter, home-based in Meridian, Mississippi. We frequently see victims of abuse are blamed for what happens to them by their partner or even those closest to them. Generally speaking, individuals have a hard time understanding why someone would keep returning to that kind of home life. But a more appropriate question could be, why does their partner keep treating them that way? Or what is the invisible anchor that's holding my friend captive to that toxic relationship? When we understand how strategic power and control moves can affect a victim's hope for a peaceful life, we can begin to understand why leaving an abusive relationship is one of the hardest things someone can do. Abuse can come in the form of coercion and threats, making or carrying out threats to hurt you, threatening to leave you, end their life, or report you to welfare or it could look like making you drop charges against them, quickly apologizing and acts in charming ways to try to regain a sense of connection with you or making you do things that are illegal. Intimidation, maybe you feel unsafe or afraid because of the looks, actions, or gestures they use around you. When they get angry, they're smashing or destroying things they're abusing pets, especially those closest to you. They keep weapons or objects near them and threaten to use them on you if you don't do what they say. Emotional abuse most frequently shows up in toxic relationships. They put you down or make you feel bad about yourself, referring to you as things or calling you names that you don't go by, making you think you're crazy or playing mind games with you, humiliating you, or making you feel ashamed to be who you are, or making you feel undeserved guilt. Isolation, like telling you what you can and cannot do, who you can and cannot speak with, where you can and cannot go, limiting your time with people outside their knowledge, or saying things like they're jealous, or making their actions seem okay. They could be minimizing or denying or even blaming you for what happens making it seem like how they treated you wasn't even a big deal, or playing it off as a joke, or that it didn't even happen, or it's not even a thing. Maybe they're saying they just reacted or blacked out, or that you provoked them to act that way. They could use the kids to try to manipulate you, making you feel bad about children or guilty for not being a good enough parent, sending messages to you through the kids, or maybe using visitation to pressure or intimidate you continuously showing up late or not showing up at all when it's time for you to get the kids back, sharing personal information about you or making up stories about your life to the children to try to make them believe you're not a good person. Or perhaps they use gender privilege, like treating you like a servant or demanding that you finish chores before you can earn rights or privileges. Maybe they're making all the big decisions or even the little ones. Gender roles and responsibilities are decided by them, and they shame you if you don't conform to that definition. They could use force, 
intimidation or manipulation to get you to become intimate with them, or even using terms like makeup sex as a cushion after a fight or an argument as an attempt to reconnect with you. Abuse could show up financially, doing things that prevent you from getting or keeping a job, or maybe you have to ask them for money, or they give you an allowance, not to be confused with sticking to an agreed budget, but taking money you've earned or saved for their use without asking you first. That's crossing the line. Maybe you're not allowed to have your name on any accounts or allowed access to family funds. Or maybe all the bills are in their name and they're making it so you can't negotiate terms of agreements with creditors. Or they don't pay the bills on time to affect your credit or sabotage your financial ability to live on your own. These are just a few examples of ways an abuser can try to maintain control over their partner's life. So when we're asking, why don't they just leave? It's so much deeper than that. The person that's doing this to them, they still love them. They hope the person they fell in love with comes back again, and they're trying to do everything they can to keep that relationship alive and well. But the other person isn't on the same page. The two people's definition of love and safety don't add up, and therefore the toxic relationship continues to become more abusive. In order to get out of a relationship like this, a victim needs to know that they don't have to stay stuck where they're at, that they can still love someone but protect themselves by loving who they are and not for who someone wants them to be. Do they feel supported? Do they have a safe place where they can go aside from home? Do they have what they need? All these questions and more are asked before a person even decides that it's okay to make a step away from that relationship or to acknowledge that the relationship is abusive in the first place. So trying to tell somebody to wake up and see what's going on isn't the best move to make. But standing alongside them and letting them know that you're afraid for their safety and that you're there to support them in the way they need you, that's a great first step. It's very common for someone to try to leave several times before feeling like they can make it apart from their loved one. I use that term lightly because that's how they view their abuser, not as a monster or a horrible human being, but as someone who in their eyes needs help too. Imagine someone you love very much right now. Think of the life you've built together, the time that's gone by, all those funny stories. Include the heartbreak moments too. Consider how difficult it might be for you to immediately end that relationship and completely start life over again right now. Now you can't go home and pack a bag. They might be there to try to stop you, either by force or by trying to win you over again. And as they demonstrate it before your very eyes, we see the pattern repeated. What would your next step be? Who's available to listen to you and believe and support your next steps? Or would they try to get you to go home and make up too? Speaking with an advocate at Care Lodge can be one of the most freeing moments for someone who has felt like they've stood in the corner for ages. A link for creating a safety plan and other tutorials can be found in the show notes below. Take your time, breathe. There is a light up ahead. Thanks for joining us for Finding Your Way. Remember, you are the expert of your situation, and help is only a phone call away. 
Be safe and love one another. If you want to know more about what was shared on today's podcast, check out the links provided in the show notes or visit us online at carelodge.com. Make sure to follow Care Lodge on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you need help, call 601-693-4673. That's 601-693-HOPE. If you're not in the East Central Mississippi area, you can call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233.